Hello and welcome to For the Love of Truth. This is episode 244 and is another in the Back to Health series. Today I am speaking to Leah and she has an interesting story to tell. Her story starts with her being adopted in Sri Lanka when she was three weeks old by an English family and also moving on then through an eating disorder that developed at an early age and more recently to being diagnosed with and dealing with alpha thalassemia minor. The most important part of this, as with all the Back to Health stories, is that of taking self-reliance and self-responsibility for your own health, because until she did that, she was making no progress and getting progressively worse. She's very interested in and excited by Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine and feels these are really helping her along and she has some very insightful and interesting things to share with us on those subjects. I do hope you get something from this conversation, and if you want to reach out to Leah to discuss anything, there will be an email address in the description of this video so you can do that. And as always, you guys are amazing, and I wish you the very best of luck on your own health journey. And if you have a story you'd like to share with me, then I'd like to hear it. So please reach out through the contact form on the website, and then we can start a conversation. And finally, if you like this kind of content, can I encourage you to like, comment, and subscribe, and also to go to the website and either bookmark it or sign up for the newsletter in case anything untoward happens to this channel on YouTube. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Good. So, Leah, thank you so much for joining me on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. All right, we had a good chat the other day, and uh, I thought it would be good for you to come and, and share your story, really. So the floor's yours, and I will interrupt with questions as necessary if I get confused, which is possible. That's brilliant. No problem at all. I am happy to be interrupted, <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise I'll talk for England. Um, but yeah, so where should I start? So I'll start at the very beginning. Uh-huh. So I was adopted um, at three weeks old from Sri Lanka um, by an English family. Um, people say they don't notice the colour difference between my mum and I were so alike, um, which is lovely. She just says, you know, I was coming. Um, so, yes, I've been um, in England uh, my whole life, really, apart from university and et cetera and travelling. Um, but, yeah, I've been here my whole life. Um, and I've always felt, even though I was adopted, and obviously that's quite you know, an unusual start to life that I've always felt very different, um, just different in how I think um, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, I think I'm an empath um, and I think I'm an INFJ, so quite a rare personality type. And um, I always used to be quite inquisitive as a child and I would say things like, this is, I thought of this the other day when I was thinking about it and I said to my mum, I would run downstairs after like a nightmare and I'd say, um, why are we born if we have to die? Um, and I said that at about seven years old. So really young, I had like um, an understanding of, you know, um, you know, the bigger picture. But I know that sounds really morbid, but for your viewers, it, <laughs> I do change my thinking. And, um, you know, recently, um, obviously I'll go back to the beginning, but, you mm-hmm. know, I it's a, a good ending, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. so about... 16 um obviously we all go through puberty and we're all you know it's all difficult for most of us but I felt that I developed a lot of I would call it now in Ayurveda because I'm studying Ayurveda I should probably say that but I'm studying to be a naturopath 
Um, I'm really enjoying it, but I want to also give a disclaimer that, you know, this is my own research and I encourage others to do their own research. This is just to do yeah. with my mm -hmm. story and my health. Um, but yes, I started experiencing symptoms about 16, very, very sporadic, um, very, uh, very subtle, um, very, just very kind of regular. So it would be um, really debilitating nausea. Mm -hmm. I would have it. Um, it would always be in the evenings. I would have indigestion. I would almost, it was so debilitating, I would cry with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I would, it sounds, I know this is like too much information, but I would almost like burp and I would feel much better. And then the wave of nausea would come again. Um, and I would sh uh, shake, like I would really shake, you know, my muscles would be, you know, really hurting. And I knew instinctively, even though I was quite young, that it was probably to do with food. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't know at the time. And obviously being in, um, you know, the west and being you know in um kind of like like a different place than I would have been yes um I will come on to this later but my family you know my mum didn't know what was wrong with me um they just they didn't really know how to didn't know what to say and um you know my mum was of course was really worried but mm. she just didn't know what to do um and this carried on for say years and then it just suddenly disappeared just like that just completely disappeared and I thought oh okay you know that's got better I should mention that about six or seven I did develop an eating disorder now this is very young to have an eating disorder um and I said to you before didn't I that it mm. was an eating disorder otherwise um um undiagnosed so it wasn't anything to do with you know weight or calories or anything to do with that it was more of a fear of food, which I find, you know, that's it's quite a strange thing, isn't it? Because food, yeah. we need food to like survive. Um, so that went on for years and years. And um, so it was about seven to about 19. And then I met somebody, as you do, <laughs> um, during my first year, first year of university. Um, and he, I just saw that he was, you know really enjoying food and I thought I just observed him and you know people around me and obviously it's quite happy time and um you know a lot of fun and I thought well food can't really be that bad um so I just started I just overnight I just thought I'm just going to change my thinking so I had no medical intervention I mean I've spoken to my mum about this years later and she was really worried she said I, I was going to take you to see a doctor she was so worried about me but I actually turned it around and I do think coming on later to what I'm going to discuss, I think that's obviously contrary to the problems that I have now. I, I definitely think that that's got something to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's lots of different um, reasons why um, I have problems now. And it's all, always good to look at you know the whole picture. And mm -hmm. that's why I believe you know what I'm studying now, uh, you know, it really suits me. Um, so moving on. Um, I, at about, in about 2000, oh no, I should say at 22, so this is the last year of uni, and I don't know if it was stress, you know, I was doing my dissertation, and I remember vividly waking up, and this is so, you know, this is quite graphic, but I had to run to the bathroom. Um, let's just say my digestive system speeded up, and I've been dealing with this now, I'm still dealing with it now, so this is my biggest symptom, so it's, 
psychologically quite damaging. Um, I'm the type of person that I have to think about where the bathrooms are. Um, I feel like it's a catch 22 because I'm so I'm stressed about thinking where the bathrooms are, but then that's going to make me stressed. So it's affecting now what I realize is my enteric nervous system. So the nerve, the part of the body that does things involuntarily. So we don't think about it, you know, Mm -hmm. digestion, um, you know, the fight flight response. So it's Mm -hmm. also called the parasympathetic system. So it's our second brain, Mm -hmm. um, and that's why they say, you know, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that, you know, without going too much into it, I believe this might have been as a result as well of trauma um, yeah. in my childhood. Yeah. And um, not that I didn't have, I, I want to say this to my mum, because I, I know my mum will be watching this. I had, my mum gave me a wonderful childhood, but there were things that happened in my childhood um, that have caused me to stay on so obviously animals, when they're being chased by prey, that would be the fight or flight response, as most people would know. And But they run and exert energy and that they can obviously, um, that whole process then is done with and their adrenal glands aren't exhausted. Whereas with human beings, as you probably know, yeah. we don't get to do that. So we're stressed with work, we're stressed yeah. with you know, life in general, particularly at this time. And we've got no way of burning off unless you exercise. And I have to admit, I am probably the worst at exercising. So I hate gyms, I hate it all, <laughs> hate running. Um, but I, I like swimming, so I've tried that. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that I do all the time, although because I'm working, I'm being able to do more exercise. So mm-hmm. um, yes, this is my biggest symptom. Um, but it it's strange how it was it built up. So if we look at this in Ayurveda so Ayurveda is one of the first units I was studying and that is um, the oldest uh, medical system in the world Um, and it comes from India and Sri Lanka Sri Lanka which is where I'm from and when I started reading this I can't tell you I have always felt quite lost as a person Mm -hmm. I have not I think a lot of adoptees and that's what I want to shed light on not not only my um genetic blood disorder which I want to shed light on because I don't think that it's well understood in the west um, I think it is in the east because I think it's quite predominant and it's in the Mediterranean but not um, over here mm-hmm. um, in the UK and also I want to shed light on um, we'll be back after a quick break welcome to the alchemy of natural healing I'm your host Laurel Dewey True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. You're talking about a blood disorder, shedding light on that, yeah, and also adoptees. Yes, so and adoptees and how adoptees. I mean, there's obviously lots of literature on it. Um, there's you know the adoption triad, you know the biological parents, the adoptive parents, and then the adoptee. But I do feel that 
there's a lot of research into the initial process and then there's not a lot of support afterwards and um, particularly I think in my opinion with international adoption where you are and I don't know whether other people are going to agree with this but I think for me being I, I know it sounds silly because I know people are trying to get away from colour and I completely understand that that you know it doesn't matter but when you're adopted and you look to your family you look to your friends and all you see is Caucasian people and in my heart I wanted to look like that you know I remember when I was 11 and my mum found like a coloured Barbie and I was overjoyed because I could identify with that Barbie I couldn't you know I was 30 odd years ago so I was adopted in the 1980s I went to you know I was really privileged um and you know I'm so grateful for that I'm not saying that I'm not grateful for being adopted I've had some amazing opportunities but I think that there's not enough support for adoptees in terms of actually having a balance so obviously it's all about balance and not only understanding where I live so this is my home and you know I love my home the Mm. UK but in the same token I have a whole different heritage I have genetics that are also going to play a part and psychologists and I have a degree in psychology will know this debate the the nurture nature debate Mm. and it's integral um I mean my mum and I are so close it's like she is my mum you know Mm -hmm. it's like I was born from her tummy but as I grow older I realize that this whole other side of me is coming through and particularly with finding um, Ayurveda I feel like I found myself I feel like this is what my ancestors ancestors would have done um I love to cook and it's quite a running joke in my family and my mum will laugh at this but she'll she doesn't you know she doesn't like to cook Mm -hmm. you know she can cook but she doesn't like to do it and I thought to myself you know what I just want to see what I can do I feel like I recovered from my eating disorder single-handedly I want to see what foods are out there Mm -hmm. you know I want to you know I've restricted myself for so many years for the fear Mm -hmm. of being ill and now I realize food is it it can be a joyous thing if it's used in the right way um, and so I, you know, I started cooking and I've been told I'm going to be modest here, but I've been told that I'm a very good cook. And mm-hmm. a lot of people want, you know, my mum's like, oh, can, you know, can I come around to yours? And the minute that um, <laughs> I'm cooking, I cook lots of dishes, a bit like people would have done in Sri Lanka because I went out there to Sri Lanka to see like the platter of dishes. Mm. And my mum well, can't help herself. So even before it's got on the table, she has to go and <laughs> eat some of it. So that's come through. And I... Like my husband will um, be quite amazed. He'll, I'll look at a recipe and I won't have done it before and mm-hmm. I'll just create it. I'll just know what to do. And um, I'd never cooked curries. Like a lot of like the stereotypical thinking is, oh, you know, because of the way I look, oh, I must have had so many curries in my life. I must, you know, but I don't. I didn't try curries until I was, I mean, proper curries until mm-hmm. I was in my like 20s maybe. Yeah. And now I'm in my 30s. I've actually started to you know teach myself and use the herbs and the spices which Mm -hmm. is so important in um, it's not just about flavor it's medicinal as well in that cooking exactly exactly so my body's drawn to all these spices Mm -hmm. you know like the turmeric 
um, you know, anti-inflammatory, and yeah. because obviously I do have anti-inflammatory problems, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, inflammatory problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I, my spice rack behind me, I've got like maybe over 30 spices, maybe even more, I haven't counted them, but mm. I just, and that's what I want to do in the future when I qualify, which is about eight years from now. Wow. <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> I want to... I want to teach people how to use spices and herbs. I think mm-hmm. it's really lacking in this country. And I think, as you know, they've got so many properties and yeah. I really want to bring awareness to that. I think it's really important. And yeah. um, I want to somehow do cooking with being a naturopath. So I think maybe if people wanted to, I don't know how it would, you know, if people would want to do that, but I would love to teach people how to cook and how to I'm, I'm sure myself. there would be a big, strong <laughs> calling for that, definitely. <laughs> so watch your space, about eight years' time. <laughs> uh-huh. So moving on, um, I, so let me say I was 22. So then I developed, obviously, these, this awful, debilitating problem, um, and it has really taken a huge, um, you know, part. I don't want to say it's taken a huge part of me, but it's taken over my life at times but I'm so stubborn that I refuse to let it so you know I will try and deal with it in the best way I can but you know I don't want to deal with it with um you know allopathic drugs and this is quite dealing with it it just compounds it it's not exactly (laughs) it's treating the symptoms so you're absolutely right and from studying I realized that in Ayurveda they teach the individual to um, recognize disease as it's starting so there's like six stages in it's called samprapti and there's obviously stage one through to six and the time where allopathic doctors enter is about stage five and six mm-hmm. so where you literally have to have you know some sort of procedure or um, heavy medication or surgery mm-hmm. and I said for years, I felt like I was going mad. I really did. I said to my mum and, you know, anyone who listened, I know there's something wrong with me. I know I'm not right, but I couldn't get anyone to listen to me. And I mean, allopathic doctors. Mm -hmm. So what was really the turning point? 2019, I was probably the most ill I've ever been. So it's interesting because my mum said, don't take the flu vaccine. And I did. And ten, and this is probably another story, but ten days later, I got double lung pneumonia, um, and it was only because I started to realise that I was really sick. Um, even though the symptoms were quite subtle, I think I was telling you I was in, mm-hmm. you know, supermarket, and I was leaning against the trolley, and I thought to myself, I can't, I can't breathe. I, I feel so weird, so sick, um, and obviously that was the the bacteria proliferating in my lungs so um before that about six years I know I'm going back and forth but before that I had chronic bronchitis now when I was a baby and I was adopted I had something called bronchiolitis so I have a weakness there and Ayurveda tells you and that's what the amazing thing is it it tells you what's happening to you Mm. and it gives you a solution Mm. And that's what a lot of natural therapies, natural medicine, which is why, you know, when I was looking for, you know, colloid of silver, that's how I came across your channel. Mm. And I just, so looking at Ayurveda, 
it told me when it started when I it's called vitiated so when um my so in Ayurveda you have three constitutions everybody does um and they're called uh vata pitta and kappa vata is um it's all related to the elements so vata relates to air and ether which we're not told about and I know you even mentioned it before the yep. ether which is space which is really important yep. and then pitta which is fire and water and kappa which is water and earth and kappa is anabolic so kappa is where usually when you're creating things that you shouldn't be so mm-hmm. things like tumors yeah. um, and things like um, it's called ama in ayurveda so toxins um, ayurveda believes all disease starts in the digestive system and it believes that toxins are the biggest cause and one of the other things remarkable things which is not even mentioned in Western medicine, is faulty food combinations. And um, I think I might mention this, but if I haven't, I'll mention it now. But it's where you shouldn't obviously put food or liquids with another. Now, one of the most staple things in the Western world is yogurt with, you know, some kind of cereal um, or yogurt with fruit. And you shouldn't put fruit with anything else. So... I mean, I know it's probably it's difficult to change if you're so used to it. But if if anybody was having problems with digestion, that's another thing I could say. Look into that if you want to obviously do your own research, but look into what Ayurveda, um, if that's what you're you know mm-hmm. interested in, because obviously there's lots of different branches of natural medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the one that really speaks to me. Yeah, it's um, the one. It's the one that resonates with you. It's the one. Yeah, that you should follow. the one that res- Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I started, so obviously 22 and then to about 22, 28, kind of the worst years of my life for illness. Um, I think it was because I was quite stressed. I was a paralegal um, and I was studying. I'm still studying, but I'm enjoying it. So it's a difference. I felt like I was, I fell into law. It wasn't my choice. And I felt like that the whole of my education from when my father said to me, you can't do art at university, which is what I love. I love art and I'm creative. And he said to me, I'm not having any daughter of mine doing art. So that was that. And, um, you know, it's difficult to, you know. Cooking is an art form. Yes, exactly. And I think you're right. That's where it comes out in me. I just, I, cooking's my happy zone. I, in fact, I, you know, he probably, sorry for interrupting you, he's probably done you a massive favour because it's yeah. forced you down a path to discover something yes. you love so that exactly. now you can express your creation that way and heal. Exactly. Yeah. Life always finds a way, doesn't it? Yep. Always finds a way. Yep. Um, so something else that I really want to bring awareness to, I think it's really important. Um, I don't know if anybody else would have heard of it, but I have something called alpha thalassemia minor, which is a genetic blood disorder. And it's very common in Sri Lanka um, and India and in the Mediterranean, I believe. Um, there's two different types, but I've got alpha. There is a beta type. And I was told by the hematologist who did my blood um results and sat me down after I'd had mm-hmm. blood tests after blood tests, CT scan because you know I was having profuse sweating at the time and all sorts of symptoms Mm -hmm. and he said to me Leah sometimes we just don't know uh what's wrong with you and I thought you are a hematologist incredibly clever you have spent five maybe more than that well five years at medical school and then obviously more for when you do you know when they do their Mm -hmm. their actual 
um I've forgotten what it's called is it intern yes intern? no it can't be resident Residence, residency yeah. um I thought you, you I can't believe you're saying this to me and something just clicked in me I just thought I'm this is wrong I I can't believe I've gone you know because before then I was really you know I advocated for you know allopathic medicine I I you know really praised the NHS um I I was I really admire and I you know I'm still thankful for everything that they've done for me but I can't understand how they can do all that training and also do about is it I think it's six hours of nutrition well, and that's yeah, all they do that's everything's upside down and back to front it's all intentional exactly. and they are incorrectly trained which is why they have no wisdom exactly and they said to me oh you'll be symptomatic and then he just glibly said oh you'll need genetic counseling when you come to have a child because with the type of it's, it's part of the anemias um so i have blood cells that are misshapen and they're smaller so they can't uptake oxygen in the same way as yours can or mm -hmm. you know somebody who doesn't have thalassemia and i thought to myself there's no way this doesn't have an effect on the rest of my body there is no way you're telling me it's a trait but I have two gene deletions, um, cyst deletions on the alpha globin chain, and I can't update, uh, uptake oxygen. I mean, I've always had, I've always felt um, kind of, well, I've always had problems with my lungs, and obviously that's breathing and air, obviously in Ayurveda. Um, and that started as a baby, as I've just said. Mm -hmm. And I've had problems, you know, obviously with bronchitis, and I seem to get sick constantly and that must be to do with my immune system it must be it's not only that it's also the fact that you're in a country where there's a heck of a lot of pollution yes and true. the so oxygen true. levels are lower i would think compared to sri lanka probably around danger so levels true. for you so true i remember when i went to new york and um you know walking around and seeing the sights and i got sick on the third day I was really, and I got bronchitis really badly. And gotcha. when I get bronchitis badly, it's bad. I cough up blood. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's quite severe. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the doctors have said, you know, my lungs have changed. They're prominent now. Um, so I've got scarring, which is not ideal. So I thought to myself, that's it. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to actually find out what's wrong with me. And that's where I am that, today. That's the key. I'm, that's the key. Yeah. Because if you take self-responsibility, you yeah. know you better than anyone. No one knows yeah. you like you do. Yeah. You will find your way and the answers will come to you if you keep seeking them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it was when I started to do that. So, you know, last year, obviously for everybody, and I think a lot of us will come together because, you know, I woke up last year. I know a lot of people woke up way before that, but I realised and the flu, getting double lung pneumonia after the flu vaccine, I knew. I hmm. knew that I knew it was poison. And I thought to myself, I'm never, ever going to have a vaccination again, ever. And I'm, I, if I can help it, um, I'm not ever going back well, to that. I, 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 I call them all poison darts. They're they just are. different strengths. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's my mum warned My mum's a very clever lady and she warned me and I didn't listen. I'm, I'm sorry, mum. <laughs> I should have listened. Well, no, because it's, um, you have to have the experience. No one else can have yeah. your life experience. You need to have yeah. the experience. It's all part of your journey, your path, home, yeah. if you will. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, maybe I had to go through this to realise. Of course you did. Because yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So, now where I am now is I've really researched my um, 
my genetic disorder is the only thing that I have for my biological parents. I, you know, I know a handful of things, you know, um, you know, my birth mother's name. I don't know my father at all. I never will. And it's the only thing that they've passed down to me. Um, what do you mean aside from your character, your spirit, your temper, oh, all thanks. the other things you've got? That's, <laughs> that's things that you don't notice. It's true. It's true. <laughs> the sparkle in your um, eye, the smile, <laughs> they all came from somewhere. <laughs> Get all embarrassed now. Um, so, yes. So I've been really researching it and taking it on board and together with my studying. And I realized that actually people can be symptomatic. There's a few of our, you know, a few people have done you know, YouTube videos. I've read countless journals and I mm -hmm. found a journal that finally said, because there's several different stages to, or types, I should say, of thalassemia. So on the, in the alpha thalassemia, there's, there's where you've got one gene deleted. But by the way, could you then, email me the spelling of that so I can put it in the title as well? Of course. Of Thank course, you. yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, I've got two genes deleted, so I've got the traits. Um, and that's where they say it's um, asymptomatic. I don't believe that at all. I am going to explain that. And then you've got um, type three, where you've got to have blood transfusions. Mm. So, you know, it's very difficult for those people. And I'll explain why. So if you can't uptake oxygen because your blood, your red blood cells are misshapen, mm -hmm. then there's a lot of free iron running around your bloodstream mm -hmm. and not just that your organs at some because your body can't actually get rid of iron naturally this is not just the case with thalassemia and i encourage anybody who thinks they might have a problem to obviously do their own research but it can relate to a lot of other disorders that i've researched mm -hmm. um, including autoimmune disorders parkinson's um diabetes when it's not related to sugar it actually can be because there's iron in your pancreas so the iron goes into three different organs one's the heart um the pancreas and it can also be um uptaken excessively by the large intestine which is my theory about myself and i think that's why i'm having all these problems because your body like I said, can't get rid of iron. It has to be chelated um, by a process of chelation, which is where they you basically drain your blood. Um, and then every so... There the, any, every, any herbs or anything that attach and help I'm the same way? I'm going to come on to it. Okay. I'm going to come on to it. So I did some research and I thought, well, I, a lot of the research that I've done, um, chelation doesn't seem to work. And it's interesting because I spoke to somebody at work who's a haematology nurse I'm not going to obviously say what I do but mm. at a haematology nurse and she even said it doesn't work because it the very thing that you want it to prevent it causes so because the the multitude of blood transfusions mm. there's more iron that's going to be in your blood so it doesn't do anything and these yeah. people are still going to have the same problem yeah. So I mean, you, you'll lose yes. some when you menstruate because you, you're losing some blood. Yes, so there's some adjustment right. there. Yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely correct. My worry is, and this is where they do find it, is when, well, men are going to be worse because obviously they yeah. don't have that release. Yeah. But women, often it's after, it's when they're after, you know, their menopause or they've, you know, yes. they've ceased menstruation. And that's where they find it yeah. um, because they'll, they'll check their iron levels. Now, my ferritin levels were checked in 2019. This is so incredulous. 
there's so many different levels to in relation to testing iron there's mm. um not just ferritin but it's your i might have to give them to you but there's different ways of testing it um there's a tibc and i'll 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 give you the the actual name for it but it's how you transfer iron um yeah so basically there's lots of different blood tests that they can do mm-hmm. and they literally just look at ferritin which is ridiculous because what what do they do for me they gave me ferritin tablets and that's <laughs> iron tablets which are only going to make me more sick and i remember feeling so nauseous that i had to actually just stop them i couldn't even finish the course mm. it was ridiculous so i found so through my research um and this has taken many years because i obviously i've been dealing with this since 16 but i only found out about the thalassemia in 2019 so it's been until now mm-hmm. so i found that and this is a work in progress so i'm kind of the guinea pig i'm sure other people have had it done but i put forward to a lovely practitioner that i'm under the care of now um he's he's amazing and he's been really helping me um through it so i said to him do you i'm going to come for you come to you because I believe I've got a problem and I'm looking to have acupuncture, but I'm also looking for a herbalist. Now, herbalists in the UK are very, you know, there's not many of them. Yeah. Um, and he even said to me, so that's something I'm going to consider when, you know, at, mm-hmm. through my training because the herbs are just as important. So my second module that I'm studying is Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, I bought this book that um, my tutor recommended and I've just been you know, completely um, captivated by it. And it tells you all about, you know, the meridians, the channels, how, you know, organs are connected. So for example, if you have problems with your eyes, it's usually a problem with your liver because of the way the meridians flow. Um, And I find that so fascinating. And what I love about natural medicine is it always takes into account the mind. usually you vitiate in the mind first and then it goes through into the external pathway which is like you'll 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 get problems with your skin um or you know very subtle like i had you know nausea bloating and then it will go further into if it's not addressed because you can always address it and then start to reverse disease easier to kill the monster when it's little exactly exactly um so Chinese herbs are actually um, chelators. Um, so I have been researching um, and I found, I found that they can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I'm not going to say the names because I'm not qualified. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But if people want to look it up, then I would suggest looking up Chinese medicine and Chinese herbs and then maybe, you know, going to a practitioner and letting them, and specifically a herbalist, so that they can, you can talk through it with them. Anyway, Biking is amazing. It's like using cilantro for getting at heavy metals and stuff. Yes, exactly. And he, actually, my practitioner mentioned that. He said, you know, coriander, because obviously iron toxicity, which yeah. is a thing, is obviously a heavy metal. Iron yeah. corrodes. Yeah. So it's corroding my digestive system. And that's why I've got, you know, if we think about iron, what does it do to, um, uh, you know, other items? It corrodes them and creates rust so the same thing is going to happen in the body so that's why people experience leaky gut syndrome Um, that's why their gut microbiome 
um, it's depleted and the bad bacteria can take over. This is what I think has happened to me. Um, and this is why I think I've got all the problems that I have. So mm -hmm. I said to the practitioner that I'm under the care under, I said, um, do you want to work with me as if on a blank canvas or do you want me to tell you what I think it is? Mm -hmm. And he said, I would love to know everything you think. I thought, what, what, what a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's such an ego with doctors um, that you can't, you can't have a two-way conversation. It's, it's, I remember, I mean, he was a lovely doctor, actually, that I'm thinking of, but I remember saying to this doctor that um, I was under the care of about IBS. I said, you know, I don't believe in IBS. I think it's an umbrella term when you guys don't know what is going on. And I think it's a catch-all term. I think mm -hmm. that how can so many people have IBS and do you not know what it is there must be some sort of systemic problem and obviously we know what it is it's the pesticides the fluoride in water the the toxins in food it's yeah. all of yeah. those things yeah. so yeah. i mean obviously i know there's other factors with me i know there's my eating disorder and i know there's other stresses mm -hmm. but i think ultimately if we are being poisoned that's not that's not going to well, help you're right it. i think the, the, the biggest challenge always is that the as far as i can tell from all my limited interactions with the medical industry because i'm not really i've not seen a doctor in 30 odd years now other than yeah. with friends sensible well yeah that's why i get sick and if that's yeah. you know i might express a toxin here and there but the problem is that they're taught that the symptom is the cause and the symptom yes. is never the cause the symptom is an effect and you want to go back exactly. from there exactly exactly absolutely and that's exactly what i think now my body is telling me there's something wrong we need you to you know yeah. we need you to figure it out so you know yeah they've I tried the subtle messages you've not paid attention didn't realize it's <laughs> a problem so now the messages have got fairly exactly. insistent yeah. now now it's like right that's it i'm going to really kick yeah. you yeah. and um yeah i mean now it's got to the stage where and people i really feel for other people you know because i am an empath i think i'm not the only one living with this like no. so many, i can't i don't even know how many people are living with ibs and it's not until you talk to people and I think, you know, I really feel for you because I know exactly what it's like. And I just think I'm a 34 year old woman. I'm a young woman and I don't want to be living with this. I shouldn't be living like this. Yeah. And nobody should not, you know, it's not about age, but I'm just saying mm -hmm. I shouldn't be breaking down now. So you should be building ever stronger. That's how we're designed. Yeah. And I, I mean, last year, obviously, it was a big year for all of us. Um, you know, it's been an awful year, but I think for a lot of people, it's been a year of discovery and it has been oh, yeah. for myself. And I started to really, I've always busied myself. And I think that's how I've dealt with things that have happened in the past. And I suddenly realized I've got to actually focus on myself. I've got mm. to actually, I've got the time now. And I, I actually dedicated time to, you know, being kind to myself I think I've always put others before me and I just think I need to actually I, I, I get why you do that and you know I've yeah. certainly done that in the past as well but there's yeah. a problem yeah when you suddenly break there's nothing of you to give and that's not a good place to be so if you will fill your tank first there's plenty left over to help others absolutely and actually by you will become an example and that way they won't tread on your toes because then it's they can help so with their own responsibility yeah, so true. I felt burnt out at the end of 2019 for various reasons. Um, I just, 
I put so much pressure on myself and I just think that I, I just had enough and it's interesting because in Chinese medicine I know it's, you know obviously I'm really into Ayurveda but I'm learning about Chinese medicine and they well they all have their place yes and they focus on the kidneys now they didn't have a name for the adrenal glands so the kidneys are linked to the adrenal glands so and I found out you know that that's probably what the issue is as well I think my spleen is under a huge amount of strain because of my uh, blood disorder but the adrenals because of being burnt out I think a lot of people are the same and Mm -hmm. it's almost like we're just we have this hamster wheel of you know having to go to work and pay taxes and you know do everything that we have to do and it's it's, a gaming addiction it's called money yeah it's so true I hate money I hate it just yeah I want to live off the grid I know I've said that to you but that (laughs) that is my my kind of my secret aim (laughs) I think think many of us do because when we do that we have to be very responsible to ourselves to the environment to the animals the plants everything in order to integrate properly with them definitely I absolutely 100 and then your footprint becomes very small which is how it should be because you start to understand from the first part of the process to the end mm. rather than go to the shop and buy stuff chuck it in the bin and you're in this little mm. kind of compartment in the middle consuming stuff yes and that, that greater awareness is something much bigger and it's that's where working as a, a local tribe or a local community mm. that would work out so well because you can each share the skills and the jobs and the tasks and everything and then you actually get something working really well that enhances life around you rather than destroys life around you absolutely absolutely i absolutely agree with that and i you know I want to be, you know, more conscious, um, you know, in terms of, you know, what I eat and not just for me, but, mm-hmm. you know, f- in relation to the environment as well. Um, I think it's important. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely on a journey and I, mine is still a process. I'm not, the. No, I don't think anyone's the finished article. No, but you, you'll never always- get there. You can never no. finish up. You can never get it yeah. done. You're always going to be a work yeah. in progress. And that, because yeah. that calling forth of new experience, new desire, things you don't like, things you do, is what keeps yeah. calling life force through you. Yeah. Once you think you've got it done, you have no other purpose here. So my, my theory is that then you'll pack up and leave. Yes. So, Thank you know, but, but you don't have to beat up on yourself, do you? Because you need to be, you yeah. need to pace yourself. Through. Anyway, sorry, go on. Mm. And you mentioned life force, which is, um, you know, hugely prevalent in Ayurveda. Yeah. So Ayurveda means life knowledge mm-hmm. and uh, prana, which is the breath that we breathe in. So related to vata and air and ether, it's called life force. Yeah. That's well, what prana means. You see, that, that's where I think we get the energy. I don't think yeah. we need the energy from the food so much. I think we get it from the air. Yeah, I think food is actually that. a habit. Yeah. And not a particularly I good one. It, I think you're right in the sense that it can be for me it's like food's always been difficult for me I've always had a very difficult relationship with Mm. food you know at one end of the the extreme I've feared food and then I started to love food so much that I couldn't control myself and living with those extremes it's very very difficult and I started thinking to myself I need to actually have a positive relationship with food you know I think when you've had an eating disorder, it never leaves you. I believe that I have overcome it as best I can. Um, I think I'm always going to have a fascination with food. You'll always find people that have had eating disorders, they'll be absolutely fascinated. They'll love to go to the supermarket, etc. cetera. Um, I found that anyway. Um, 
but I want to have the relationship with food that I respect my own body you know instead of wouldn't it be something if you chose a life that gave you something that really drew your attention to something you wanted to come here to experience and you never lost that because it was such a strong experience yeah rather like yours yeah definitely that's so true and I I think you're right because I've really found that I found almost like peace and it's (laughs) weird because it's been the most difficult time um the same for all of us, but I feel like I have found peace. I've found mm-hmm. who I am and yeah. I feel like I'm grounded, whereas I was never grounded before. It's interesting because yeah. I couldn't work out what my constitutions were because we're two predominant constitutions, sometimes one. I said to my tutor, I really don't know what I am. I'm really struggling to figure it out. And she said, I think you're Vata and Pitta now. Vata is, the like I said, the air and the ether and you're always busying yourself you're always you know quite energetic I wouldn't say energetic in terms of like exercise but you're energetic I think I'm energetic in the mind Mm -hmm. a lot of thoughts and I'm always busy and then pitta is the fire and the water which is obviously you know opposite so you can have a lot of problems people often have pittogenic disorders so um the seat so each constitution has a seat so a place where they have their home and they should return to that seat every day. And if they don't, that's where disease starts. So my so pitta should be in the small intestine. And the small so many people have problems with the small intestine. Um, you know, from SIBO to IBS to to, to all sorts, you know, mm-hmm. birds to all sorts of different conditions. And so it's interesting that that's where it hits mm. most people. Um, and that's what I'm trying to kind of rectify now. But I feel like I, I believe that you can all, life is for learning. And I believe that, you know, you shouldn't stop just because you've left school doesn't mean that you need to let, or you've done school, School's an indoctrination camp. So you, <laughs> well, do well, you do well right. to forget everything right. they try yeah. to teach you. <laughs> that's, that's so true. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I believe that you know we this is a time now where humanity really needs to step up and start learning and start being aware self-aware and self-responsible yes self-responsible looking after yourself because there's a lot of we know there's a lot of outside influences um corruption everywhere you know with the governments and without going into it too much we, we know yeah so now is the time for us to really start to build our core strength um, and to connect with each other. I think we've been so segregated with technology. Let's use technology to actually, which is what you are doing, which is amazing because I just thought, oh, that's wonderful. And, you know, even though I'm quite shy, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to you mm-hmm. and, you know, Thank connect you. because I, I think it's a brilliant thing that you're doing. And Thank you. Well, it, it's, imp- it's important because what we're, what we're doing is we're showing that people like you and yeah. I, that we're nothing special, Yeah. but we're doing some special things. And then we're sharing yeah. that back to encourage other people to reach inside themselves and get a hold of it and step forward themselves and they can reach the people around them. And that, was, that was the whole point in doing that was to say, look, the only way to empower people is to get the stories of the people who've been doing it. Yeah, exactly. Which is No matter I where mean, they are I, in their journey. Yeah. I avidly watch them. I mean, and they've been some amazing guests and I I thought, oh, I really identify with that. And I thought, you know what, I can do this. I can 
I'm going to share what I have, you know, to mm. to give to people. Oh, and... I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so I'm just going to double check that I've. Um... Yeah, I think you know I've mentioned a lot of what I wanted to mention. And um, then I've got two questions for you. Okay, yeah, I know you're going to ask them. <laughs> ask me. I'm ready. Um, you don't want to. You know one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing what you know now, yeah. If you could go back to the younger you when you were going through all that mayhem and all that mm. heartache and health problems yeah. and everything, yeah. What advice would you give the younger you? I've got some, right. I have written it down. I'm afraid. I know I should be more <laughs> organic, but I have written it down. So whatever works for you is fine. <laughs> I would say to myself, firstly, don't believe everything you're told. Mm -hmm. absolutely don't believe it research you know I think it's really important and this goes for everything mm -hmm. you know don't just rely on you know people in front of you on the t that god awful tv um you know and our corrupt government don't, don't you know programming also, device don't, yes exactly don't believe these people or you know just make sure that you have your own your own mind and this is something that my mum and my grandfather which I now talk to you about have really instilled into me into me to have my own mind and critical thinking like true critical thinking not something that you know in psychology they were like critical thinking but you basically don't give the answer actual critical thinking where you do have your I mean yeah. it, I didn't make any sense to me at the time I thought yeah. well, this doesn't make any sense um the second thing that I would say is trust your gut and I, I actually mean a lot of intelligence in there yeah exactly it you know it is your second brain um there is neurons in there for a reason and around so your heart too and around your heart yes because your heart carries memories and I find that fascinating so that's the second thing that I would say and the third thing I would say is do not give up no matter what the doctors are telling you or what you're facing Whatever it is, um, I think obviously in relation to this channel is health. You know, do not give up and be your own advocate. That's what I would say. Absolutely. If you know there's something wrong, more often than not, there's something wrong. Yeah. So, you know, we are we are spiritual beings and we have lost sight of that because we have forgotten, or not that we've forgotten who we are, we have been our pineal gland has been switched off. So our third eye chakra which you know even ayurveda says this it should be open you know where you can really have a sense of where you are and where you fit into the world and not just the world where hmm? where you fit into everything exactly where you link with your cosmic mind of who i am that is what people need to get in touch with that is what we're missing and you know your crown chakra as well just you need to get in touch with yourself and that's what I've been doing. And ever since I've done that, I have felt this, this peace and this serenity that mm. I haven't felt my whole life. And mm. even though I still fear death, this is what I need to come back on to. I've, when I was little and probably to, up until recently, probably until this year, I feared death. I thought, I can't believe that we live, but we know we're going to die and that you, you won't die. have 
you know, you won't. You don't die. You simply go to another room, if you will, another experience. Exactly, exactly. But before, the old me would think, well, I'm never going to have some chips again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there is the thought. <laughs> I know it's bad, isn't it? Because chips. But that is my. I love potato. But anyway, moving on. And I just suddenly realised through my studying that we have this whole spiritual self, yes. and that we do have more of a um, an existence than what we think we have, which is the yeah. hamster wheel. Yeah. There is something more to us, and we have to kind of remember what that is. We have to learn to get in touch with our third eye mm-hmm. and our our crown chakra. And mm-hmm. I think when people do that, they'll they'll feel more settled they'll feel stronger I'm not saying that we haven't got difficult times ahead of us we do but if you find your core strength and your spiritual self I Mm. think we can if we all come together I think that you know we can we can defeat this horrible evil well, this really this horrible evil is is yeah. You'll enjoy the video that I'll be publishing probably tomorrow. I interviewed oh, I Harold, Harold Coates Vella, oh, and we we talked about a lot of that about moving mm. back into your heart and speaking yes. from your heart. And he exactly. made a very interesting um, point that when we learn to read and write, we actually started to hear sound with our eyes because that's where we read, and that's oh, not the wow. place for it. We should be from the throat and the heart, which is where all the yes, resonance comes yeah. from which yes. is why the old tribes and the old method of storytelling, yes. including Sri Lanka and places like that, was very verbal and singing and, and yes. music and everything, because that's oh. where the memory should be. It shouldn't be up here. Yes. Well, in Ayurveda, they say that physicians should know it and they should speak it. So yeah. it's not about, um, you know, doing five years of theory yeah. and doing. it's actually being able to apply it. And yeah. this is what my tutor says to me. She says, you know, you, you've got to be able to apply it. You've got to know it. Yeah. And so they would actually have to to memorize all of the, it's called the Vedas. Mm-hmm. Um, and this these uh, books Not just were, memorize, it's internalize so you know it. Yes, you're right, internalize. And this was, you know, 5,000 years ago. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, 5,000 years, I'm reading things like they knew about endometriosis, you yeah. know, which is the, the Western world st- still will not acknowledge you know it's affected a lot of close relatives of mine and i just think uh, it's just unbelievable yeah the western world seems to think you're just having a bad period yeah exactly and it's i know four people four people that are close to me that have it and they will say it's in your mind yeah i believe that definitely the mind and the body are connected absolutely but don't say to us that it's all in our mind and that there is actually a physiological symptom because it's all connected and that's what natural medicine tells you that you have to treat the mind and the body yeah right by the way you answered the second question as you answered the first (laughs) sorry i didn't even let you no no it was fine because the the question was going to be depending if you hadn't done it the way you did it was what advice would you give one else but you very clearly addressed it to yourself and everybody Mm. so that was beautiful thank you thank you thank you that that was a really really very magical discussion and thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening and to share like you did well thank you very much thank you for giving me the platform to do so you're welcome what i will do um before we started recording this i did mention i'm fairly busy right now so it's probably going to be the weekend before i get it edited and published but as soon as i do i'll put it in front of you so you can share it then if you want to
Perfect. I think I will because I, I, think, I think you will. <laughs> <laughs> Have an amazing I'm, evening. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you take care. Speak soon. Be good. Bye-bye. Thank you. And you. Bye. Thanks, bye.